0: Welcome to the Retirement Lifestyle Show. I'm your co-host, Roshan Langani, here with Adrian Nicholson. We're back with another great episode for you this week. Adrian, how are you doing?
1: Doing good. Week's been going well. I'm excited for our topic today, an investing one, so let's do it. Yeah, as a, as am I. I'm
0: excited for this one, uh, this one as well. Today, we're going to talk to you about uh, small cap stocks, and I think it's a a good time at the beginning of the episode to share our disclosure. This is not investment advice. This is just something where we want to uh, do some research and analysis, share what we're seeing and thinking and, um, uh, and then whatever we can do to, to help you and your research. That's what we want to do. So it's not investment advice. Speak to your advisor. If you need help, feel free to reach out to uh, reach out to me or reach out to Adrian, and we'd be happy to help you. Let's uh, dive into the topic. Adrian, there's been a lot of news about small cap stocks and expected outperformance of them in the upcoming year. So I just wanted to spend some time looking uh, looking into that. So just to give a little bit of background, in 2023, small caps performed poorly compared to the S&P 500. Now, the S&P was up um, you know, almost 20% or about 20%. Small caps were up only around four and um, their earnings of small caps have also declined, which has been what's leading the stock prices down by about 14 percent. And the thought is that will 2024 bring something different? Will there be a little bit of a reversion to the mean with small caps getting back to normal uh, in terms of uh, performance and valuation levels? Or could there be another another? Bad year for uh for small caps so adrian do you what have you what are your thoughts to start us off?
1: Well, it makes sense why investors are starting to look at this area like you mentioned compared to how they've been performing in the recent years and how other let's to say large cap companies have been performing compared to them so it makes sense why investors might be searching around, hey, is there opportunity somewhere else? And that's why people are having this conversation and wondering whether, hey, should I start looking into small caps? Is there an opportunity here? Will this help help me in the year going forward? I think it's just a good conversation to have and, and to start with and just going over the opportunity, the risks that are out there when it comes to looking at individual um, small cap companies, or looking at them as a group, I think is a good place for us to start today.
0: Yeah, and you know, there's a, a little more, uh, a little more to it. You know, just with um, small caps, <clears throat> historically, they struggle when rates are rising, and that's what that's what what happened uh, uh, for a couple of reasons. One is they managing their costs. So, uh, how effective are they in, in Shifting to the newer landscape and managing their costs. And two, they typically have more floating rate debt, meaning that as rates rise, what they pay in interest rises, which also um, which also hurts their earnings, which will then hurt their hurt their on the downside, which is that typically when rates uh, go up or and then shift to go go down, Small caps actually struggle even when rates are cut because typically rates are cut due to uh, an economic downturn. This time, it could be different because the whole purpose of the rate hikes were to get inflation under control. So if rates are cut and it's if it's not due to an economic downturn, then it should help the small caps become more profitable as rates get back down. So I think a a lot of this is very much a rate play or a rate opportunity. Uh, Are you seeing something similar?
1: I'm seeing exactly that. I mean, you touched on the main things that investors are looking at going into this year and particularly when it comes to the small cap space as well. Lower interest rates means there's easy access to liquidity and then ultimately which is not on the radar as much as it used to be a year ago, Are, is there going to be a recession or not? Because that really impacts small cap companies, whether they're still able to grow their sales, be profitable, just have a strong balance sheet if adverse things happen in the future. So just looking at the bigger picture is very key here for small companies because typically they're less resilient than if you think about just the large companies out there that can withstand some uh, business cycles. Yeah. And I think you uh,
0: hit on an important point. The uh, expectation of a recession would really impact this, right? Because if, if you do expect a recession and then the rate cuts are due to that, it, it uh, seems to counteract the expectation that rate cuts will help small caps. Because if you have an economic slowdown, the end rate cuts accompanied by them. That's what's typical historically where small caps have not uh, done as well at the early stages of when those rate cuts begin. But the lowering of rates. So just explaining what we just talked about further, if rates go down and it's not because of an economic slowdown, well, then these small cap stocks would have lower interest rates on their debt, which mean a lower cost of capital. And if they're not paying as much on their debt, their profit margins will go up.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I guess just one way to look at it is just as we touched on earlier, they small caps really haven't been performing compared to large cap companies. And from a technical standpoint as well and a risk reward adjustment, that's also something that investors are going to look at where you have maybe some parts of your portfolio that have done really well. And that makes you think, hey, is this uh, a point where I need to be looking at other areas? Is one part of my portfolio, has it grown too much? And now I'm more concerned about the downside versus other areas that people are looking towards that say, hey, maybe uh, this, there's more upside here. And that's where you have to really look at it, what I mentioned, on a risk-adjusted basis. And that's something, too, that's, you know, extremely important when you look at individual smaller companies, because like I said, sometimes they're less diversified. You have to do a lot more homework and research because it really can just take one one event that can really impact and really hurt small companies. If you're looking at it on an individual case by case basis, where if you're looking at a larger company, there tend to be more resilient their profits tend to be bigger, make more money. And like I said, depending on business cycle, that's also something that you have to take on a case-by-case basis when you're looking at individual companies other than maybe a basket of them.
0: Uh, yes, very much so. And when you were comparing large to small companies, you know, just a change in the interest rate by by one percentage point would have a bigger impact on the small cap than the large cap, once again, yes. because they typically tend to carry more debt. And two, they have a lower uh, revenue uh, uh, lower revenue to offset those higher uh, higher interest rates versus the large large companies. Another interesting one, uh, you know, as far as the the potential opportunity in the small cap space is, if you look at the uh, valuations, right? The the forward PE ratio. Uh, large cap stocks are fifteen percent above their average. They're right around twenty, and usually that's you know, around 17. Small caps are about 17% below their historical average, which is right around maybe a 17. And they're right now around 13. So that's, you know, partly where, you know, the question there would be, are they priced more attractively, um, in general versus the large cap. So that's, that's just looking in general, just at valuation, And then the other things we touched on with interest rates and the potential um, adjustments and how they would impact them, that would just add to the opportunity, right? So I'd view one as valuation, you know, which is the PE ratio. And two is, is there a catalyst, which is potentially these changes uh, in the interest rates? Mm
1: -hmm. And I think that, gets played into this is, are you able to handle the the volatility? Does the risk outweigh the reward or vice versa? I mean, that's something that you really have to consider if this is something that you're interested in. And I do just like looking at small caps as like a part of a building block of an entire portfolio. Why this conversation is just very significant, because maybe this has something that's not been on your radar for a while, where this is somewhere where you could look at just in case uh, there are those changes yeah yeah that's
0: that's very true when you bring up the overall portfolio, I think uh, it's a great point. We mentioned earlier our disclosure speak to your speak to your investment advisor. This is not investment advice. we're just discussing this, but I, I think you bring up an important point. We're by no means saying, all right, hey, ditch all your large cap stocks and get into small cap. The question is should you make some kind of minor adjustment or tweak to the small caps to uh have a little higher weighting than what's typical. I think that's the conversation we're having not you know jumping from one one to the other. I definitely agree. There was an interesting um interview recently by a guy named Tom Lee with FunStat and he had the you know one of the most bullish calls I've seen where he's expecting He's, he's saying small caps could rise as much as 60% this year, which would be, which would be huge. And um, from a valuation perspective, he's pointing to price-to-book value and saying that it's the uh, small caps are trading at the lowest price-to-book versus S&P in a quarter century. And the last time it was this big was in 99, and small caps outperformed the S&P for the next 12 years.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: We're using a lot of stuff historically, and I think these are all just data points to do your analysis and research research on but it's 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 both it's what's both being first and what is the valuation level, where do things stand right now, and then the second point being, well, why are things going to change you know why why now or why this year so I think if you really break down the pro small cap argument, I think um One is they're cheap. So that's the valuation side. So and once again, cheap relative to large cap, that's part A. And then part B is, well, what's going to cause them to go up? And they're saying the rate cuts is what will drive them up and how this time is different than historical rate cuts. Uh, because we're not cutting rates because of a poor economic environment. I'm not usually a fan of this time is different arguments, quite frankly, in the markets. I'm not necessarily dismissive of it this time is because everything going on now is very much been inflation and Fed driven, whereas in the past it's been been more economic cycle. So I think that's where the distinction is. If you look at what, what's the, what was the cause for the markets to go down before, what's been the cause for the slowdown? Well, it's inflation and the Fed raising rates. The economy did not go um, into a recession. And, and then if they cut rates, it's not they're not cutting because of a recession. They're cutting because they feel like the inflation battle has been won. So I do think there are hmm. um, distinctions you've got to make this time versus in the past.
1: Mm-hmm. And you so, sort of saw it towards the beginning of, uh, or towards the end of last year, towards the end of 2023. Where uh, most of 2023, you just saw the market being driven by a handful of large cap companies, and then towards the end, you started to see that broadening out. And I think that's the the term that people are going to be seeing a lot. Is that trend going to continue on into this year? And you you mentioned it. I mean, some of these small, even medium sized companies, they're still have a good valuation, they're priced fairly, but for whatever reason, they're just still not performing on the same level as some of these uh, major companies. And I think that was an interesting indicator that you brought up by Tom Lee, where he's looking at the price of book value of these small cap companies to identify opportunities. When I was doing my research, one of the indicators that I thought was a good one, the look where you're looking at small cap companies, which kind of makes sense, is price to sales. And I think that's just an important metric when you're looking at smaller companies because you want to see their sales, their revenue, that they're making money. Whatever the economic environment is, are they growing? Are they continuing uh, growing their business? Are they continue to growing their clientele? That's very key for these small companies to continue growing and thriving, given all the uncertainty that can be ahead when you're looking at the markets and the economy.
0: Goldman, who's also turned bullish in this space, is saying they're expecting roughly a 15 percent return. And I'm not using these percentage targets uh, in any way to to uh, convince uh, you or me or anyone listening about about the argument for small cap. What I am using it to show is just the uh, range of expectations. Right yeah 60% and mm-hmm. 15% are both good numbers but it just shows you how um one of them are going to be wrong right and it could be that it's over 15 and not at, not at 60 or it could could be that maybe this isn't the year that that things that things turn maybe this is cuz usually these things are multiple years so maybe we've got some time to go with this and we have a good year and an even better one coming coming after i don't know the answer to that only only time will tell but i think that when you hear these targets from these experts you've just got you just can't necessarily rely on any of them being accurate you just use them as you're doing your research to come up with
1: your own conclusion mm-hmm. so i guess as far as like your research then what else can you see that could go against the argument that maybe small caps are continue not to pick up the pace. And this might be another flat year or negative year for the small caps. I mean, one thing that we mentioned is that case of a recession, as we know, that would significantly impact small caps if the Fed decide to go the other way and people don't expect as much rate cuts as they've been talking about. I mean, those are the two things that come to mind. You think there's anything else that could go against that argument?
0: Well, one could be as simple as it's the same, the same trend from this year continues, right? That, that the, the large caps continue to do well. Uh, you mentioned a recession, but the other side of it is uh, maybe it's not a recession. Maybe there's just a longer time frame till the Fed cuts rates, which which is really mm-hmm. the catalyst that a lot of these experts are pointing to. Right. Rate Rates being cut. So if rates aren't cut, um that would be a problem if there's a recession that would be a problem to this analysis and and then the other thing I mentioned already, which is just another year of large cap outperformance which uh which is definitely possible right there's no uh there the arguments against that tend to tend to be valuation right now small caps are just a better a better deal uh in terms of the ratios we mentioned price to earnings price to book or price to sales but just because they're a good deal now doesn't mean this is going to be the year that they outperform, right? So there's there's the uh, the two things I mentioned earlier, valuation and what's the catalyst. And so if this is going to be the year, you do need that some sort of catalyst.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I guess the individual sector, industry, whatever small cap or group that you're looking at, too, plays a factor in here because maybe one sector, one industry maybe those small cap companies in that sector industry will outperform or do well, or maybe that industry would get impact this year. So that's also another layer to look into it when you do your research and homework. And as we described too, there's many different ways that you can look at it. You can look at it on the individual stock position when you're looking at individual small cap companies, you can look at a basket of it like exchange traded funds or mutual funds you just got to see what bets fits you and how much risk or what kind of uh, what you're looking for to well round your portfolio is going to be crucial here if you want to dive deeper into it.
0: Yeah, you you definitely do. And actually, you bring up another point uh, as well. And Adrian, tell me if I'm moving on too quickly or if you have something to add. But the other point being, well, how do you implement this? Right. Let's just say you think there's an opportunity in the space, right? You you agree with the, uh, uh, the argument that there's an opportunity. So then, well, what do you do about it? And there are a variety of things. One is you could look at stocks in that space and pick the small caps that you like. Two is you can look at uh, mutual funds in the space where you've got active managers selecting the small caps. You can go with um, an ETF, you know, just, uh, uh ETF being you can buy the Russell 2000 index and uh, just get into the get into that the index as a whole there are other ETFs that that have their own uh adjustments for the small caps there are a lot of ways to get into it we're really talking about the early stages of is this an opportunity worth researching and then mm-hmm. it is well what do you do about it and that's where that's where i would say My conclusion with all with all of this is I think there is enough out there where it's worth looking into. Right. The the valuation numbers uh, are very interesting to me, making me feel like I should look in, look into it. And um, uh, and then just the fact that, you know, last year, uh, Adrian, as you said at the beginning, was a very large cap year and really uh, magnificent, the Magnificent Seven drove the markets for mm-hmm. most of the year, right? you can still credit the majority of the gains to them, but it really wasn't until the fourth quarter where we started to see increased breath in the market.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm.
0: that just uh, all of that makes this seem like a very interesting opportunity that uh, you know, that I think is worth your time to look into. And uh, there may be an opportunity there uh, for profit. And that's where we encourage you to do your own research, talk to your advisor or reach out to us to, to see you know, if there is some place or something for you to do with your portfolio.
1: Yeah. And the research will definitely vary on the type of uh, options that you you lined out because let's just take option one where you're looking at individual small cap companies, well, it seems like your risk will be higher there because, again, one of these companies go go out of business or something happens, that can really impact depending on how much you uh, weight it in your portfolio. Or you could go the other route where you look at a mutual fund manager, an exchange-traded fund that will invest you in a wide variety of different small caps. However, that may uh, work and may protect you on the downside, but also that could uh, go against the option one where these individual stocks that you invested in could perform well, or the exchange rate for mutual fund could maybe be weighed down by some of these small cap companies that don't perform well. So that's where you have to do your research and homework and look into whether you want to see how much risk you want to take and what route you really want to go into. Because when it comes to the small cap space as well, do you find sometimes there's uh, less information out there compared to the bigger ones? Well, I got to imagine that's well, that's the case where there is some ambiguity when it comes to investing in some of them compared to the big ones because they're not followed as much.
0: You brought up a great point, Adrian. We sort of touched on it earlier. I just want to highlight it again. You had said position size.
1: Yes, I position talked about size. earlier. I described it, yeah, but I didn't I, name it.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you said that. But either way, we had said earlier this is not. Uh, I wouldn't take this information and say, okay, I need to move my stocks to all small caps. Right. I would Mm. take this information and say, okay, well, do I want do I have small caps or not? First of all, do I want to add them or not? And if so, what percentage or what position do I want to add? And then once you make those determinations, that's when you go into different ways of doing it, like the individual stocks, the ETFs, uh, the funds and figure out what way you want to get that exposure. So, uh, Adrian, as you said, if you go the individual stock route, you could have one stock that really drives performance for your portfolio, depending on the size of your position. So I think that mm-hmm. what we're providing here is is an area where it's worth looking, looking into. I do believe it's worth looking into this area. And then once you look into this area, uh, you've got to determine how to execute uh, if you decide to execute at all. Right. Because you might look into this, do your research analysis and say, well, I don't think there is an opportunity here and just move on. But we want mm-hmm. to uh, we always like giving you things that are actionable where you can um, come to a conclusion and make a decision on either doing something or not doing something. Uh, and I think this is a good one where, where you can look into it, research it and say, OK, should I be adding small cap to my portfolio or should I be increasing, increasing uh, it to the to the portfolio? And that's a very individual decision, which is why, as we said earlier, this is just for research, not this is not investment advice by any means. We're just sharing some of what we've seen and read with you. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly right, Roshan. And we'll uh revisit this later in 2024 I guess just to give an update on what who was right is there an opportunity there or not and what what's what's actually happened so I am looking forward to coming back to this later on in the year to see was this a good idea uh, was this a profitable idea or not and I think the time frame will very much help determine that uh, as well when we're looking I think the long-term trends seem sound but who knows what year it's going to actually start I just like to say for everyone that's listening if you need help with this, as I said earlier, we're here to help, so feel free to to reach out to us uh please like subscribe, give us five stars, tell your friends and family uh take control and achieve your goals.
2: Schedule a conversation with Roshan, Adrian, or Eric today at RetirementLifestyleshow.com. Roshan and Eric are certified financial planner practitioners. They, along with Adrian, are investment advisor representatives and serve clients across the U.S. with financial planning and investment advice through RSA Wealth. If you found this show helpful, gain knowledge, or enjoy the time you spent with us, tell your friends and leave us a five-star review. This will help others discover the show. To access our show notes, to download any of the tools mentioned in today's podcast, to ask us a question or to schedule a conversation, go to retirementlifestyleshow.com. All opinions expressed by podcast hosts and guests are solely their own. While based on information they believe is reliable, neither RTA Wealth nor its affiliates warrants its completeness or accuracy, nor do their opinions reflect the opinion of RTA Wealth. This podcast is for general informational purposes only and should not be regarded as specific advice or recommendations for any individual. Before making any decisions, consult a professional. The show hosts offer investment advice through RTA Wealth Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor, and securities through RTA Wealth Management, LLC, Member, FINRA, SIPC, and NFA. Finally, our music is The Chance. By Jason Shaw in Audionautics. It's part of the YouTube Audio Library and it's licensed under a Creative Commons license. I am Ray Voices. Thank you for listening.